0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, a very, very random episode of the Blonde Experience. Yes, I'm great to be alive. I'm great to be here. Um, and to be honest with you, it's just, it's um, it's wonderful to do, to do this again. This is not your, going to be your normal episode. In fact, it's just me um, coming back. see, to am back. It's more like me coming back, just getting back on the uh, podcast To sort of explain my little hiatus And uh, I know, just put something out there Because I actually enjoy doing this And it's, it's just sad that I wasn't able to control certain things <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pretend Not many people say, oh, you know, come back when you're full When you're, you know Everything's okay And when um, you're, b- you're back to full health I was like, nah Nah, I still, I still need to stay away from the podcast It was weird So this is a very random one I'm not even doing it the way I normally do it Hence why you can hear quite a lot of background noise um, So yeah I just wanted to explain what's been going on uh, I started this podcast with uh, Taffa I remember when Taffa and I when we talked about it when I brought the ideas Taffa we said okay yeah yeah you know let's do it <laughs> big shout out to Taffa for always wanting to involve himself in some of my crazy ridiculous schemes <laughs> everyone needs everyone needs a Taffa that should actually be a phrase but yeah uh we started and said okay fine You know what we're going to speak our minds About what we think about different topics Going around the world And we said we're going to make um, Like while doing so we're going to make Like comedy of it Hence why you notice Like the first and first episode Second episode up to when Taffer wasn't available Anymore to do To do the uh, To do the podcast we were able to get some comedy and we were able to you know, laugh about certain things uh, Even before Taffa wasn't available anymore, we stopped having that ability to find humor Or some sort of silver lining in, um, in the matters that were going on around the world And it was, it was really getting to us I think, I don't know about (laughs) Taffa, because he's not one that really talks too much about his feelings and all. But it was getting to me. And when I started doing the solos, it really started getting to me even more. That's why, if you notice, when I started the solos, on certain episodes, I was really venting. I I wasn't even talking anymore. I was ranting and venting, and sometimes my anger was getting out there. And I'm not someone who... I barely ever exhibit my emotions. I barely ever exhibit my anger. I'm usually very cool to the point that it scares people. But I started having this really serious frustration with things that are going on in the world and the way people are acting and reacting to things. Then I started... (laughs) I think where I really shot myself in the foot, in a way, was when I then started the uh, Broken Ninja... Podcast where I started talking about different issues in Nigeria and what have you First episode was good at, you know, Tafa on board You know, we were able to, you know, keep a balance on things uh, But after a while, man, that also started getting to me because Man, I love my country, I love Nigeria, I know why I left the UK to, to return to Nigeria I could have stayed there, but you no, know, I, I, I came back I came back and said, you know what, I'm going to make something. I'm going going to, I don't know, bring about some sort of change, no matter how little it is. And man, it has been frustrating. Ten years back, it has been frustrating. You know. In the end, I think all this sort of really got to me. and, And that frustration started manifesting even in my day job. I was when I had to I realised that okay And I'm just a, a very self conscious person I, I realised Thank god I realised it on time I just thought okay I need to take a step back I need to take a step back I need to take a step away I need to Handle Because mentally I was, I was getting fatigued Mentally I was getting very angry I was getting very frustrated I was just like okay I need to take a step back If I do something or say something, that's going to be detrimental. Uh, So a couple of weeks now, I've been doing a lot of meditation. I've been doing a lot of breathing exercises. A lot of stuff just to calm me down. (laughs) This is weird. I've never felt this anger. um, This amount of rage since my, my teenage years, you know. I thought I thought would gotten rid of it. Thank God I didn't. I haven't. I didn't hit anyone or abuse anyone physically. <laughs> I did not. You know I haven't done that, and I hope never to do that. It's it's wrong um, to get physical with people or no. But it was just man. It was it was it was becoming really upsetting because it's not that easy. You know well, people think you know it's easy when, when you're talking about when you're doing a podcast it's easier when you're talking about maybe something um, like a film or you're reviewing a film or you're reviewing sports or you're um or, or you're I don't know, talking about a profession or something like that but when you're talking about real life situations like you know the news you're giving commentary and know. yeah this is weird you're going to be hearing a lot of noises When you're giving a commentary and what have you It's a bit different Because Then you're I don't know, it's just Then you're talking about something that actually affects your own life too You know, you're talking about something that uh, You're talking about something that affects your life You're talking about something that you're seeing every day before your very eyes and i think i was it's i don't know how people do it because there's certain the same people that i see as um that do what i was trying to do and they don't let it get to them or they do their very best to calm themselves down and they're like so they, I, I mean i can mention names yeah, one person in particular is actually here in Nigeria, Jimmy Ditsu. Jimmy Ditsu. I keep calling him Ditsu. Why do I call him Ditsu? <laughs> Jimmy Ditsu, and I've listened to him for years. And yes, there have been one or two times he has fled up, but he's always kept his his um, composure. And man, I don't know how he does it. If he's if he's ever, ever listening to this, man, I would love to learn. It's it's uh, so yeah. It's crazy This whole social commentary thing It's, it's, cra- it's crazy It's hard stepping away It's hard um, Not getting too deep into it Because you're, it's something that I'm so passionate and passionate about But I'm learning you know, And I hope when I do come back And start restart the podcast I will come back as a much better person With better quality much better composure <laughs> and uh, other things. I know. You know what? How, how many minutes? Have, how many minutes have I done? So this is like a, one of those surreal things. Uh, how many minutes? Have I done? almost what nine minutes. You know what? I, I'm just gonna just do quick stuff about certain things I've missed. Sorry, I can't help myself. certain things. That happened while I was away. I know most of you have missed me. But I've missed doing this. Uh, anyway. Let's see what happened while I was away. Um, I still sort of away. But while I was away. No I don't have a list. I'm just going through my mind library right now. Oh uh, yes. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> um, that Lady Tori, Tori Lane Shorts. No. No so i'm going through a couple of names right now the lady t- Tory Lane shot uh megan yeah megan the stallion so megan the stallion comes out and says Tory lane shot her and explains to everyone what really happened and what really happened and all uh if you want to go if you want to hear the details well go online go check it out for yourself I know, uh, she actually made, she actually did it, you know, came out and made a confession in her insta-life I don't know what story Tory Lane said I'm not researching it, I don't, uh, in this situation, I am going to be very biased Because I have an impression about Tori Lane's. But my question <clears throat> about this, uh, or whatever, whatever, what I will say is I blame Megan d Stam- No offence, Megan what the F did you expect? Excuse my English. No, I'm not being emotional. I'm just being being real, keeping it real right now. What did you expect? It's Tory Lanes. <laughs> Everyone knows that Tory Lanes is nothing more than a juvenile, gun-wielding rapper who smokes weed and is highly irresponsible. Maybe that's not what he's like in real life, but for him to shoot, shoot Megan D. Stallion... That just shows the way he is. And I'm going by the fact that I believe what Megan Thee said. Because, honestly, anyone who's followed Tory Lanez... Not that I follow him, but I see the of the shit, you know, it's self persona he he, he he tries to uh, portray and stuff. Anyone who's seen Tory Lanez or followed him will know that, man... I wouldn't even want... Ah, I wouldn't even want any of my exes near Tory Lanes. <laughs> I can't even imagine there's, a, there's an ex I have, or there's any any lady I I hate so much. Is there any lady I hate so much that I'd actually want her to date Tory Lanes? Is there anyone? <sighs> even the, even the racist of ladies I've seen online, I'm not sure I actually want them to even you know be in a car with Tory Lanes. It's, it's, ah, oh man. Seriously, Megan, what, what were you expecting? There's so many, there are so many, um, good, responsible African-American or even, you know, men. Men of all races out there and you picked Tory Lanes. I don't know if you guys were dating or whatever or being friends or whatever. But if you were just being Fred, if you were just friends with him, even though these days in a rap game... Anyway But if you were just being Friends friends with him Then I think you should have chosen your friends A bit more carefully (laughs) You know (laughs) Like uh, Hello Tory Lanez Terry Lanez is a walking red flag you don't even need glasses to see that he's a blind people can see he's a walking red flag Oh, when, he, when blind people see Terry Lanes coming all they see is a red flag they don't even see the human being that's how much vision and how obvious he, he is as a red flag like are you kidding me <laughs> like geez man Anywhere Tory Lanes is, if 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 Google Map could spot where Tory Lanes is, they most likely put a red flag and not that red icon thing on it. They literally replaced it with a red flag, like Tory Lanes in that territory. (laughs) You know, jeez, man. Anyway, I hope she she's healed. I hope she's better. I look forward to much better music. From her than that warp video That I'd never I I, 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 I I don't know Maybe it's my taste in music or something I'm I can be a bit of an omnivore when it comes to music But I was like When I saw that WAP thing I was like I wish you could see my facial expression right now But I was like Huh? It was it was a video I just wanted it to warp out of my mind. <laughs> I, I, I saw it once and I was like, no, I don't. I haven't even listened to, to the song again. I was like, right, okay. What else has happened? What else has happened? What else has happened? Ah, oh, man, the notorious R B G is dead. Man, I'm honestly I'm not going to pretend like I knew who she was. Um, I'm not gonna be like everyone else on on social media and start talking about how they impacted her on her life. Meanwhile, I didn't even know what she, who she was till she died. I saw so many, I was just like, even people I know were going, Oh, we're gonna miss RBG. I'm like, Dude, sorry, sister, you didn't even know who the hell she was. <laughs> like, I, I can't. Even, I knew who she was before she died. Would I say she would I say she was if you told me to mention mention a hundred people that I knew that were alive, she wouldn't be important people that were alive, she wouldn't be in my list. Just out of my memory. Because I will be honest with you, it wasn't like I felt like she had so much impact in my life or something. I'm just keeping it real, not insulting her or anything. I'm keeping it real. But when I went and, you know, read about her and all that, I was like, damn, it would have been great. To actually have met such a such a wonderful person it was someone who actually left quite a legacy and quite the mark my issue and start to, to lose her, my issue my two biggest issues is number one a lot of people like jumping the bag wagons and i hate that like that is um, like seriously because you see someone posting up some Rest in peace, at RBG Or rest in peace, these, this and that If you don't know the person, shut your mouth up And just move on, you know The most you do is, okay, oh, you know Oh, such a great person I read about her, blah, blah, blah But when you then start saying, oh, you had such an impact In my life It's like when Nigerians started mourning Stan Lee I was like, Huh? <laughs> when i say nigerians i mean nigerians in nigeria like during the time when should i say the heydays of marvel not even the time i had to sit down and do this because now now this is going to be quite the podcast during the days of when Marvel was in the heydays, when I say heydays, I mean, nice is when the cartoons were in the heydays. Not many people knew who the hell Stan Lee was because, he, well, here in Nigeria, not a lot of Nigerians knew who the hell Stan Lee was. We grew up watching, most of us grew up watching cartoons like uh, Biker Mice, um, Muppet Show. And what have you? We didn't. We weren't really into Mar- into Marvel per se. So when Stan Lee died, a lot of people like, "Oh, you create. Oh, you g- gave me great moments in my childhood." I'm like, "Mother." Okay, I'm trying not to swear. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm like, "Huh?" The closest they ever came. And I'm even putting my hands up. The closest I ever came to knowing. Much about Stanley was Black Panther. I remember I stumbled on a Black Panther comic in my school library. I didn't even know who the what the hell Marvel was. All I knew was, oh, Black Panther. Oh my god, awesome African superhero. That was how he became my best African, my best superhero. You know, I, I you know, I, I was just fascinated, and that was the only Black Panther comic I actually saw. I couldn't find any other ones. You know, growing up. Uh, and everyone just, you know... When I saw the people talking about... Praising Stanley Lee... And how he, he affected our childhood... I was just looking like... What? <laughs> <laughs> Closest... Like... Are you kidding me? Huh? <laughs> oh, so Stanley wrote DC Comics now? Wow. Okay. Really? No, because really... Really, truly, really like... DC Comics were more popular in Nigeria growing up... Than Marvel Comics. Look, I think... I think the cl- closest we ever came to Marvel was Spider Man, and that yeah, that was about it. Yeah, Spider Man, that was the most popular, you know, Marvel character in Nigeria back then, and you know, a lot of people just started... I, I know they, we, we tend to jump on bandwagons so soon. Second thing, why do we have to wait to pe- to pe- for people to die? I've said this before in my in previous podcast. Why do I, why do we have to wait for people to die? Before we praise them, before we actually appreciate their life, it's ridiculous. It's some very weird form of necro that I cannot explain and I don't exactly want to go into. I know who I can call up to explain <laughs> this. He's <laughs> actually a psychology student, but I'm not sure I really want to sit down. I, I'm, after this podcast, I, I, I'm going to go make something to eat, some, you know, egg fried noodles to eat, but. I'm not sure I'd be able to eat anything You know If if I listen to his explanation Because I know it's going to be something really really disturbing Like what uh, Okay Joseph don't swear Don't swear Don't swear People Please pray for me Listeners Pray for me Every day Every day Just pray for me Moving on Speaking about superheroes Man we lost Chadwick Bosman Was it Bosman Chadwick? Yeah One of them Ah, man, that was that was painful I'm not going to say he had I know I was telling someone that You know, after Kobe I think it's Chadwick's death That, that hit me the most um, I'm not I cannot compare the two of them In terms of impacts that he had on me uh, Kobe Bryant, man <laughs> That dude He made me love winning Growing up I, I can I can do a whole podcast about you know so influence Kobe had in my life. I remember the first time I bought my first Kobe's. I wrote something about that on my um, Instagram and all. And I remember I only had about Nigerian naira. I had about twenty thousand naira to uh, for my back to school shopping. And I remember my my dad and I. Sorry, this is deviating from what I should say, but I, I can't say, say the story enough. I remember my dad and I we stopped over. At um, at a Adidas store on the island, and yeah, yeah, I remember. I still remember it was it was Sunday afternoon. Yeah, But just my dad and I. We just came back. We left. No, I think it was before we went to his office. Yeah, or oh, yeah, it was before we went to his office. This happened before we went to his office. I still remember. Jeez, wow, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like yesterday. Um, I remember we, we just we happened to pass by an Adidas store and he was like oh my god adidas have a store in Lagos he was like oh that's great let's go let's go let's go let's go check it out and we, we, we went in and we saw like a couple of things now the thing with me is that right from the young age I always had big feet please do not go <laughs> don't stop you know talking about stereotypes about guys with big feet please do not do not start don't send me any message asking me anyone who knows the stereotypes so or like guys with big feet please do not send me any message asking me about if it applies to me or not i will not answer you i've i've anytime i said that i've always had that question asked and i'm just like really is that all you ask is that all you want to know about me am i that bad um i remember I always had, even till now, I always have issues unless unless I go to America, which I don't ever. I don't. I'm not sure I want to go to America while Trump Trump is still president. Uh, unless I'm buying shoes from America or going to America to shop for shoes, I always have issues finding shoes that fit my feet because here in Nigeria, the, the best you can find you find on a regular basis is usually 44, 45, and I. <laughs> As a teenager I was more than that <laughs> I'm not going to keep up with my shoe size But I was more than that And uh, it's, It was weird <laughs> I was more than that as a teenager And it was because I have white feet And uh, yeah it was, cra- it was crazy So going to the store Okay maybe hopefully we'll find My uh, shoes my size Basketball shoes my size And I saw two Alright I saw one and I, I loved, liked them, and I was like, okay, so can I have these? They went to the back. Um, I said, oh, they don't have this in my size, but they've got these two others in my size. Lo and behold, I will never forget. It was, when they opened the box, I swear to God, it was always like lights came out from the box. <laughs> Lo and behold, I saw these all-black Kobe's. This was, what, 2000 and... I think this was, like, what, summer of 2000? I think this was two thousand. Yeah, this was somewhere two thousand. Either somewhere, either we're getting out somewhere two thousand. Or I can't. Anyway, I saw these all black hoodies. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, if anyone knows me, they they will know that I'm a fan of all black, all black footwear. Like I've had some of my footwear blacked out like had paid someone to black them out just because i like all black footwear like i am crazy about all black things and i saw them i was like do they fit like are you sure it's going to be my other yeah i was like okay i put them on i was like damn i I felt, I actually felt like my feet weren't touching the floor. Well, obviously they weren't touching the floor because my feet were inside, you know, but you get what I mean. Like I felt like I was work, walking on cloud nine, I was like, I'm having these notes. N- do notes that I had, um, I had 20,000 as my shopping money. Back to school shopping money, Not me I buy, you know, a couple of things and I think there was they initially cost me about the the initial price was uh nineteen thousand naira. After my dad, his bless his soul, he's a very good haggler. He managed to get it down to about I think it was about fourteen thousand five hundred. But then I remember he then came to me and was like, Oh yeah, he you know, I saw some shoes. He's like, Oh yeah, but you know, these ones are are your size and look, they're actually they're actually you know, going for much cheaper and if I haggle I can get them down to about nine nine thousand five hundred and i was like no, no they're not kobe's are they kobe's no they're not kobe's i'm having my kobe's thank you very much <laughs> i insisted on those kobe's and hey it was my back to school money so you know i remember on the way we, we bought them and um i put them in the box left and oh since then you know, they, I, w- I was always coming to them, you know, to buy, you know, because I was always an Adidas fan, and know, but those Kobe's, man, my first Kobe's, my old man kept telling me about how I'm such, a t- I'm so terrible with money, because of those Kobe's, I could have gone some for something cheaper, but in my mind, I was like, uh-uh, they're not Kobe's, <laughs> you need to have, I... I used to play basketball in school And I can categorically tell you That every time I wore those Kobe's I was always the best player On the courts Even my best mate Would reluctantly Admit to you <laughs> That even when We were playing for Rival school Before he joined white school I used to beat him Anytime Anytime I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to see him today So I'm going to Remind him of this I used to beat him Every time I wore those Kobe's until someone stole them, I can't, I think we were playing Indian school, and then someone stole them, I was like, what, I went to change, I think I left, I left them on the bench or something, and someone stole them, and I was like, what the hell, the Air Jordans, my dad got me, you know, to sort of replace them, because the Adidas store weren't, you know, their shipment of Kobe's weren't coming in, and then what we wore Air Jordans, and I, it was just not the same. Man. I played with some serious confidence because I was wearing those Kobe's. No offense, Jordan. <laughs> no offense, Michael Jordan, but yeah, they were just not Kobe's. And it was more than just the shoes. It was it was more of the fact that Kobe Bryant was my favourite player, even though I didn't play like Kobe. I was more of a Tim Duncan sort of guy. Someone who just got the basics right and made good made good use of it. I, I wasn't I didn't have the flair. I also played as a small forward, I didn't play as a point guard. It was just, it was just the fact that he personified everything that I wanted to be—a winner, a go-getter, a a mamba, you know, someone who will always face every challenge, no matter what. And you know, it, it was, it was just crazy, man. Rest in peace, rest in peace. And you know, some losing someone like him, losing someone like Chadwick Bosman i be honest with you, Charlie Bosman. I was very jealous of him when he got the role as Black Panther. And I remember I was kicking, I was hating myself for a whole week because of that. And my older brother said to me, like, dude, you're not even like acting on that level or something. And I was like, Yeah, but if I had maybe pushed really pushed hard on this acting career, it could have been me. <laughs> it should have been. Me. <laughs> Oh yeah, we can laugh at about we can laugh about it you know I can laugh about it now, but then I was actually quite serious about it and man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was quite um, jealous that he got to play back Black Panther Man, my favorite superhero of all time, still my favorite. It's um and to be honest with you, he person personified what Black Panther was, or what I saw Black Panther as someone who uh, no matter what he faces, no matter what you know injury he's been inflicted with, or, or or illness or whatever, he's going to stand his ground. He's going to fight his fights till the very, very end. No excuses whatsoever. And for him to have done all he did while ha- while battling cancer, that's crazy. You know, you have that, you have all those personal and internal battles, but yeah, you go out there and you put in your best. God damn I wish I could do that I'm learning I hope to You know No excuses Pretty much No excuses The guy did all that No excuses Man Sometimes I I sit down And I ask myself Like dude You're giving yourself So many excuses And look what someone Who had cancer Could achieve Because he gave himself No excuses We're all doing The same thing something something serious there to learn yeah what else have you know i think i'm just gonna end this podcast on that note <laughs> i've done for almost 30 minutes now um i'm gonna end this podcast on that note because i think it's i think it's the best anything else i'm to blab about you know i would love to blab about trump and his current his choice at um choice of Supreme Court whatever I'd like to yes I would um, yeah I'd like to also I'll definitely want to give a shout out to Israel Desai on a very very um, wonderful defense of his UFC middleweight title I am not a fan of the UFC anymore because they support Trump Um, I think you know I don't want to even go So I think in honor of Charlie Bosman and and uh, Kobe, what I've said about them, I think I just want to end the podcast on that notes on the note on you know words about two great men, two great African Americans, two great black men who really who really had a, had quite the impact on me. I would love to talk about those who are alive who've had had some sort of impact on me. And I think I, I should do that in later episodes you know, of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, man, <sighs> guys, just keep doing what, you do, what you're doing and have fun. You know, don't give excuses. Life's hard. Life's, life's challenging. You're always going to have challenges. You're always going to have problems. It's a constant thing in your life. It's a variable. It's something that's always going to keep happening. You can't do anything about it as long as you're, you're alive. But what you do while facing those problems, that is, that is what makes you a winner. What you can achieve while you face those problems That's what makes you a winner And bloody hell heaven knows We all want to win All we want to do is win, win, win No matter what Okay, I'm going to shut up <laughs> Thank you so much for listening To another episode, man You guys have been lovely um, What did I say, I'm back I know Let's see how soon the next episode will drop Thanks so much, man. Love you guys. Peace out. Okay, I'm too old for that. (laughs) Bye.